morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. Lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong has joined us, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, all the way from Indianapolis. Steve, the sun is shining. Daniel, it's going to be a beautiful day out, sending it down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. So what do you do for a show during the coronavirus? You turn it over to the front row. That's what we've done. We ask for questions. The answer man is here. We will get started. El Boogie started this. Dan, ask Steve about the kid from Miami, I think Terrence Lewis or something. I thought the Bucks were supposed to offer yesterday. That was two days ago. I think that um, in this case, um, I don't think they're going to offer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think there's more to it there, obviously. Uh, if you want to go read behind-the-scenes information, we have that on the site. Go check that out. We covered that plenty in the last few days. X-Men 47, Steve, if you had to predict, who will be the starting running back for Ohio State in the Michigan game? Uh, this season? Oh, I mean, isn't it not going to be Trey Simmons? I will go with Steel I Chambers. Mean, oh, how long has my man Master T got for? See, y'all know that stuff a little better than me. Um, I follow the recruiting side, but if Master T's healthy, I think he's, you know, are we sleeping on him? He, I would think he'd be the starter, right? Yeah, but there's injuries. He hurt his Achilles. Sermon has an LCL. Uh, Marcus Crowley had the ACL. I just think Steel oh. Chambers and his healthy knees will be the best bet, but it could go either way. Hold on. Ohio State timetable on Master Teague injury uh, from 24-7 sports. Uh, is, uh, could miss six months. So, MN Box, Steve, do you see Gabe Powers and C.J. Hicks going to Ohio State? It's pretty early, right? Um, you know, uh, I, I would think that they would have a great shot at, at, at Gabe Powers. You got to start that one again. You, you move your mouth. Sorry. I mean, it's pretty early uh, for both of those guys, uh, but the crystal ball indicates that both would be Buckeyes early in the process. You know, top 247, 2022 in state kids. Uh, I wouldn't bet against Ohio State right now. I wouldn't say I know a whole lot about either um, as well as I'm immersed in 2021 right now. Steve, how can Ohio State win the recruiting battle for Rocco Spinlett? Well, I think they're in the middle of it. I think they're recruiting him as hard as anybody in, in the relationships with Coach Madison uh, and company uh, go on for a long time. Uh, I, I think that, oh, man, I mean, this is one of the toss-ups for me in the Midwest. Um, him and, and David Davidkoff are, are two that I think could go a lot of different ways. Uh, David Davidkoff, the uh, coveted offensive tackle recruit from Chicagoland that Ohio State is in the middle of it for, and I think he's a top target for Ohio State as well. Um, I, I think that Michigan and Notre Dame are in it for Spindler. Uh, I, I think Iowa and Michigan are in it for Davidkoff. Uh, I don't know what's going to be the the inch to win it. Um, I, I just think – I think for Davidkov, getting him back to campus, I know you didn't ask about Davidkov, so a little bonus answer. Um, and, and so, 
you know, we'll see if these young men are able to take some more visits here. I don't think David calls in any rush to decide. Um, I don't, I don't know if Spindler's timetable is sooner than his or not, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I couldn't tell you what the one thing is that's going to put Ohio State over the top. I, I, I just know with David Koff, he was blown away with, uh, the, the vibe on campus, the way the players love being part of the program and, and the way the players are developed. H.M. Rapp, thoughts on Emeka and the Ohio State University? I assume he means Emeka Egbuka, the elite receiver from Seattle. Yeah, maybe next year we'll talk about Emeka Megwa, the 2022 running back from Texas. But right now the only Emeka is Emeka Egbuka. And I think Ohio State's the one to beat there uh, right now. I like the Buckeyes position. I wrote that the day after signing day or the Monday after signing day. When I predicted where the top 10 prospects uh, in the top 247 would go, I had a Mecca to Ohio State, and I still feel that way. Still, that would just be incredible. I know it's likely, but hard to get my mind around the idea that they can get that guy. It's so awesome. P counts. When it's all said and done. Oh, excuse me, I skipped one here. I apologize. X-Man 47. Steve, what are the odds Justin Fields wins the Heisman Trophy? Well, I would think that he's got to be one of the two favorites going into the season with Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, am I sleeping on anybody else for the Heisman? Uh, those are the two so. guys that I – I mean, I think that they're going to be on the best two teams coming into the season. Uh, and um, I think that coming into the season, I would probably give the edge to Lawrence. But, uh, I mean, hell, he's got a great chance. If you find good odds, bet him. Take him. You know, I think yeah, Ohio State could win the national title, you know, and, and uh, it's the second year in the in Ryan Day's scheme, and uh, I think that um, he, the receiver group is going to be special, um, and, and the you know, I just uh, tight end room strong, and, and uh, I just I just like Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to be there, and invited to New York again, and and so uh, he'll certainly have a chance to win it. If he puts up the same numbers this year as he did last year, he'll win the Heisman, which is crazy. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. P Counts, I'm back. When it's all said and done, which program will have the most surprising class, good or bad, in 2021 and why? Obviously, it's not going to be the Buckeyes. We already know they're going to win it. Who surprised you so, so the mo- far? You know, I tell you, is it Rutgers? Yeah, I mean, there. So Rutgers is in at number eleven right now, um, which, with the coronavirus and the COVID nineteen, or you know, the flu, uh, all these illnesses going around that are keeping us off the roads, uh, keeping recruits off the roads, might help Rutgers, you know, build that wall around their uh, neck of the woods uh, even tighter. Um, so they're. They're one that, you know, I could see, you know, Purdue had a top 25 class a couple of years ago. 
and, and a lot of that was because George Carlaptis and David Bell stayed in state, um, got guys like that. Um, uh, I, I think that, uh, um, Rutgers could be that class this year, but how about North Carolina at number four right now? Um, uh, with 11 commits. That really not and, surprising and is, though. And, well, I mean, they've never been that high, but even more so, Matt like if Brown, you look dude. at the, Listen, if you look at the if you look at the average ranking per commit, it, this isn't a BS class either. I mean, they're averaging almost 92. Uh, so this isn't just because they have 11 commits, they're ranked so high. They have 11 good commits, and they have uh, several other four stars uh, that are showing high interest in the Tar Heels too. So I think they're a team that can crash. You know, the the top 10 has generally been six or seven SEC teams and a couple Big Ten teams in Clemson, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we saw North Carolina in there um, this year. What are the chances Rutgers finishes with a higher rate of recruiting class than Michigan? I still I wouldn't think that's going to happen. Spin Doctor comes hard here. Please outline the effects of the coronavirus quarantines on recruiting and retention. Basically, I'll rock through these. Will college-bound kids want to stay closer to home now, kind of what you just addressed with Rutgers? Those already on an out-of-state college team but now wish to transfer closer to home, do you think that will happen? Is it easier for coaches and recruiting analysts to reach students now that they are more homebound? Is it easier or harder for those uh, interfering with the recruiting process to do so when the student is away from schools and playgrounds and tucked in at home? Um, I think four is an affirmative. Yeah, I think that um, the coronavirus may impact the handler a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not uh, seasoned on how those guys work their ins and outs. To be honest, um, uh, the college-bound kids stay closer to home. Now, I, I think it's more. Where have these kids been able to visit? And, and a lot of these young men have still been able to take a lot of out-of-state visits and build relationships. Um, so I, I think that the programs that do the best job of maintaining relationships will have the most success recruiting outside of their backyard, and we're seeing that with Ohio State. Um, will the out-of-state college team uh, transfer? I, I think that oftentimes when a, a kid does transfer, he transfers closer to home just in general. Um, obviously that didn't happen with Trey Sermon, but I, I think we do see that happen quite a bit. I don't have that data in front of me, um, but uh, just off the top of my head, I think that happens. Uh, and I think that it, it is easier um, for coaches and uh, people in my line of work to get these young men on the horn because they're, they really have less going on. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and even the college coaches, I think, are devoting more time to recruiting and their relationships with these kids because how much, how much more, what else can they do um, for hours on end? Do you like the nickname, the Fong? Um, yeah, I've had it for a long time. Uh, Biddle uh, in here saying he coined it for me. Uh, my last name has been Wilt Fong for 37 years. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Fong is, is, has been around for a while. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I know that my kids will be called that, too. Uh, we already did Emeka. Do you think it's more likely that Ohio State gets Emeka or Troy Stolato, the wide receiver out of Florida? 
I think it's more likely that they get a Mecca right now. My crystal ball is with Clemson for Stilato, but I wouldn't cross Stilato off the list. He's going to visit one more time. Uh, he's got his best relationship is at Ohio State um, with with Coach Hartline and Coach Keenan Bailey. I do think that, with that being said, he sees tremendous opportunity at Clemson uh, to play for a program that's been uber successful, that loves them as well, and he's had terrific times visiting them as well. Uh, who will lead Ohio State in catches this season? Garrett Wilson. Uh, who will be the leading rusher? It goes back to our original question. Uh, not 100%. If Master Teague can roll, I'm still betting on Master Teague. What is holding you back from making a crystal ball of JT Tuomoalau? I don't even know if I pronounced that correctly. I'm about to give up on that one. To Ohio State, if you feel they have the lead right now, of course, JT is the yeah. defensive lineman from Seattle. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a good question. I mean, I, I, I should theoretically have picks in for Ohio State for JT and Emeka. So uh, why haven't I? Um, I don't know if I can, kind of like you were saying earlier, I don't know if I fully wrapped my brain around it, you know, but I, I, I certainly love where Ohio State stands with those guys. That five-star question is too vague. Emeka, whatever. Uh, He said good weather today. Uh -uh. Home Alone or Home Alone 2? Well, although I like Home Alone 2, who's picking that over Home Alone? I remember going to see Home Alone in the theater. I saw them both in the theater. I had a talk boy uh, from Home Alone 2 when I was a kid. It didn't work as cool as it did in the movie. I don't know if you all remember getting one of those and thinking you were going to use it just like Kevin McAllister and it turns out that that, that was hard uh, to imitate and duplicate uh, that. Um, but Home Alone 1 was awesome, and uh, it's exciting now to be a parent and watch it with your kid this past year for the first time and just see him laughing his ass off. Excellent detail drop there with the name Kevin McAllister. Steve, please rank these running backs 1 to 5. Bijan Robinson, Jalen Knighton, Kendall Milton, Travion Henderson, and Evan Pryor. Um, okay, so I would rank them. I would think I would rank Travion. Um, I think I would rank Travion slightly above Bijan. Um, and then I would go Bijan number two. Um, I would... Pryor or Milton? Go, yeah, um... I mean, we have Pryor in our top 100 right now, so I'll just default to the rankings. Uh, Pryor, three. Milton, four, nine, and five. Yeah, that's how I would do it. Good job by you. Starting linebackers. Pete Werner, baby. On the team is, and uh, he's representing Indianapolis. But uh, I wonder if, if this year uh, my guy, uh, Dewan Jones, will push Pete Werner for Will Fong's favorite Buckeye. Um, I, uh, He's pushing for playing uh, time, we hear. DeWan Jones is the one guy that I, I was told, uh, you know, he, he obviously walked in at like 370 or whatever, and he's a massive you know. Calling him one he, guy is almost a misnomer. He had the Division One basketball offers um, and uh, just incredible feet. Um, if we ever see a guy like him again, uh, be a no-brainer four-star, we, we – um, he, he, uh, 
you know, Coach Marotti gets his hands on him, and I was told that after after a while he just gave up on just saying, "Look, man, you can weigh what you want. <laughs> just just be able, just just maintain the movement." But it's not even about just how big he is, but then the uh, the, the ability to move at that size is is completely unique and special. The and, and so with that, you you just when you get a rare person like that, you don't try and like put them in the group with the other people and say, look, here's the standards for the rest of the O-line group that you have to meet. It's like, no, you, you have your own plan over here, Big Dewan. Steve, this comes from Black Lily's 8. Don't, I know you don't like doing comparisons. This is actually a good one. At the same stage in their career, Egbuka versus Julian Fleming. I lean Julian Fleming just because I, I just know exactly how athletic Julian Fleming is and how dominant he is um, at the multiple sports. And I know Mecca's a good baseball player and all that, but uh, Fleming's profile uh, has me leaning towards Julian Fleming. But you're, split hairs, on, you're making think... me split. I mean, yeah, they're, they're both the league. It's kind of like the yeah. Bijan Travion question too, you know. I mean, I'm not mad at anyone picking Bijan. It's it's a a benefit of being an Ohio State devotee that we get to even have these conversations. So, oh, and one more thing: How did you know? We'll finish with this, Steve. How did you know that we had Henderson before anyone else? That's what I'm paid to do, and and we got so many great insiders. Uh, in, in the 24-7 Sports Network, that that doesn't always happen. And, and sometimes it's one of my colleagues that knows it first or, or has it first. And, um, but, I, I mean, I, ha- I have to get a few of them myself, and, and I just happen to, you know, be in the right place at the right times for Travion. There's no such thing as luck, people. It's when preparation meets talent, and that's what happens every time Steve Wolfong joins us. We appreciate it. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. Thanks, Daniel.